Welcome to the Divorce Recovery Men Over 40 podcast that empowers men with the tools that foster hope, resilience, and growth during and after divorce. Check it out. All right. Welcome everybody out there to Don't Pick the Scab podcast. We have Yannick Picard from Toronto, and he is a mindset and confidence coach. And uh, he's going to see how he can reach out to my men over 40 with their divorce problems and and all that good stuff. Go ahead and introduce yourself. And I got a couple of questions for you. And I can't wait for my first question, but go ahead and introduce yourself, Yannick. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yes, my name is Yannick Picard, uh, and I am a mindset and confidence coach. I got into coaching as a result of a breakup. Um, it wasn't something that I had planned. I was just looking for new strategies to bounce back the basically recover, if you will, um, using something different, um, as opposed to some people go to therapy and I decided to take up coaching. And so fast forward, um, pandemic, I decided to do a deep dive in, um, how we self-sabotage and that plays a huge role in our lives, in our relationships. And so that's me in a nutshell. What is the naked coach? Ah, yes. And where's it come from? Yep. The Naked Coach, um, that was that was something that was handed to me on a silver platter. I didn't hire a company. Like there are people out there that hire companies to come up with. Yeah. So none of that happened. So I during the pandemic, I took a business coaching uh, course or program and I was the techie in the group. So what would happen is during the week, a lot of the other people that were also in the course would drop messages in Facebook, in the Facebook group with all their tech questions. And on the Friday, I would just sort of like go through them and just answer them in a live. So one day, this would have been probably late May, and it can get a little bit warm and, and, and muggy. And so I was walking the dog. I just happened to take off my tank top, didn't realize when I hit live. And I just basically went in and I responded to all everybody's questions that week. And somebody in the comments says, oh, my God, you are the naked coach. And that <laughs> resonated Duck. with me, just like Jamie Oliver, the naked chef. Yep. It was really about, hey, my mission really is to help people get back to where they are, where they were, where they're supposed to be, like free of that, the armor yep. that we tend to put on over the course of our lifetime. Wow. So there you have it. So my first question is going to be other than the naked coach. Um, how are we paralyzed by the pursuit of perfection? Yeah. So perfectionism is really one of the ways that, um, that we tend to self-sabotage. And so it's often a result of feeling that we're not good enough. And so if we do something, if we keep working and to get something out to perfection, then it's almost like it's a way of, it's a self-protective mechanism. And so we often sort of like just fall trapped into this process where once you start, it's almost like it's, it's almost like this, this, this animal that is insatiable. Mm-hmm. And so, so you start and, and like, Oh, it's not good enough. And then, and then you keep going. And then the more that you kind of feed it, the bigger that it gets. And it just gets really, really tiresome. So is that kind of related to uh, us being our own worst enemy? You know, we can't get out of our own way. Yeah, actually, that is one of the ways that we, we don't get out of our own way. It's, it's really, listen, the basis of this is that there's nothing wrong with it. 
like realize that it's there, accept that it's there. And then what you can do is once you've basically acknowledged it, you can start looking ways that you can kind of start to, to starve it and weaken mm -hmm. the chokehold that it has on you. Explain the mindset play. That's really interesting. And then the difference between the fixed and the growth mindset. How do they relate to each other as in terms of healing and moving on with your life? Yeah. So, so the, the growth mindset sometimes also referred to as the unlimited uh, mindset. So if you believe that something is, is so, then you know what? Your brain just looks for evidence that it's true. And so it's almost like, um, and I'm sure a lot of your people that are listening to this podcast, maybe you yourself have experienced this, but you basically go to a car dealership, you pick up a new car. And the moment that you get off the lot, you, you like that car is everywhere. And so your brain basically kind of works that way too. If you believe mm -hmm. something to be true, all of a sudden it's almost like it puts blinders on and you keep, it keeps looking for evidence that it's true. And when it comes across evidence that it's not true, it will nitpick it to find the reason why, oh, this isn't a good example as to why it's not true. The belief is not true. So, so that would be something of having a, a fixed mindset would do. Having an unlimited or um, mindset is being curious. Hey, you know what? Maybe this is just my skewed version of how I see things. What if I could see it differently? Mm -hmm. How could that support me? So you're driving off the car lot and you say, I just bought a Subaru and all I see is Subarus. But why do I see those Subarus? Because I know yeah. there's other cars out there besides Subaru. But yeah, you're so right. You know, your mind just gets gets like blindsided, I guess. Hyper-focused. Yep. Uh, what about self-doubt and how it can hold the reins to us, man? Self-doubt self is big, especially when you're going through a divorce or maybe a big breakup. You know, the self-doubt question yourself. There's so many questions and it's almost like a rabbit hole. Yeah. And again, that ties into to your mindset is, hey, it's like, so how do you... How do you get out of it? How do you prevent going down that rabbit hole? And so what, um, what often needs to happen is, and I know that when you're going through it, it's different from looking at it from the outside or once you've gone through it, but it's really all about, Hey, you know what, like what's going on right now? Yeah, it is very, very difficult, mm -hmm. but like what, um, what can I do? Like, how can I, I best, um, get out of this. And oftentimes, even though it might not be obvious, but it, a lot of the time it has to do with courage. So it could be, Hey, you know what? I'm, I've just gone through a breakup. It's having the courage to reach out to, um, if, if things aren't going well, just to reach out to someone and say, Hey, you know what? I, I really need somebody to listen to me and realizing that people actually care or there are others out there that have are facing similar issues that you're not alone. And so, so being courageous okay. is, I find, one of the first acts of self-love that you can do. Oh, self-love. That's my favorite. Why is self-love important? Why, why do you got to take care of yourself and others to take care of others? Hello, people out there. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, I think most of us have gone on a flight. Yep. And at the beginning of the flight, they always say, hey, you know what? If, they're, if the cabin depressurizes... Please make sure that you put the oxygen mask on yourself first before helping 
elders or, or kids or anyone that's beside you that also need help. Because if you put yours on first, there's likelihood that you might be able to help two other people or three other people. But if you don't, if you just help one, one that's completely beside you, you might not basically survive and you won't be able to help anybody else. So, wow. What about transformative emotions? How does that play a part? So oftentimes I find that, um, and I'll speak for myself, that I'll get stuck not doing something because of an emotion that's attached. Like, oh, it's like, it's not going to be fun or it's going to be, it's going to be icky or um, whatever the, whatever the reason is. Um, if you sit down, if, if you're, if you're struggling to do something um, that whatever that might be, I invite you to just sit down and close your eyes and just play the movie in your head of what's going to happen if you do this, or if you try to do this. And oftentimes it's like, for example, asking somebody out, you will like, you might struggle after a separation or divorce to, to get out there again. And it might be, Oh, you know what? Like the story that like, like I find that person really, really like, like handsome or, or beautiful or whatnot, but I just can't, can't find myself. Can't, can't get to ask the person out. And so, so there's a story that's playing and an emotion usually that's attached to it. And the story is that, Hey, it might be, well, my ex partner, like it's the second time I, I'm, I'm going through like a breakup. And so I, I might just want to avoid rejection. Mm -hmm. It's rejection is a huge, um, a huge, I guess, like process that, that some people just aren't really comfortable with. And that's okay. I a hundred percent get that, but just see what the story that you have playing out in your head is and ask yourself, it goes back down to like, to your, 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 your mindset. Like, is it true? Is it like, is it guaranteed that if I go ask that person out that they're going to say that they're going to reject me? Yes or no. Are you a hundred percent sure that it will be? You know what? Usually I'd say that you're not a hundred percent sure. It's just that this story that's playing out in your head that's attached to something that happened is telling you that, hey, you know what? Um, that's to play this one safe because I'm not sure that I can deal with rejection. And so we avoid being courageous and taking that yep. step to disprove the story that's playing in our head that's keeping us stuck. So how do you not let the past, like the past can put a blinder on that story, on that oh, movie, yeah. and then you're stuck and you can't get out of that hole. How do you successfully move on from there when the past can blind you? Yeah, so the first step really is just to notice it. A lot of times we don't notice it. Like, it's easy for me to notice if, I've, if a good friend of mine, if, if they're in a pattern or something like that, mm -hmm. because I know them and I can see what's going on. But just like when you're driving a car, you've got these blind spots. I mean, forget the, the new technology that kind of like, like has your mirror light up when there's a car that is in your blind spot. But let's say before then, like 10 years ago, you didn't have that. And so you're driving. You can't see your own blind spots, but somebody else can. Like if there's somebody that's looking at you, they can see your blind spots. And so one of the things is, hey, you know what? Ask a friend um, might be one. Two is you might just realize yourself that, wait a sec, like I'm noticing that like this is pattern that's going on that's being perpetrated and, and then just, just ponder. You don't have to go into like an hour long meditation for weeks on end or, or mm -hmm. go into like a 10 day silent meditation retreat. Although I will give that it's due. It's amazing, but you can actually figure a lot of these little things out 
on your own. Now, you might not be able to, to transform the whole thing yourself, but you should be able to find the first, where it is that, that you're struggling with and sort of like what's going on there just by, you know what, closing your eyes and just pondering, hey, you know what, this is going on right now and I'm seeing that it's a repetitive, I'm the common denominator, this is always happening. So what role am I playing? Oh, maybe it's like I'm, 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 I'm hyper reactive. Um, like I, I take things like, like any criticism, mm-hmm. I just take it really, really personally or whatever that might be. And then you can sort of like start looking to say, okay, well, if, if I'm reactive under these circumstances, well, what is it about these circumstances? Like, oh, it's like, I feel like I'm not being heard. Uh, okay. How, how might that be familiar with something that, that you grew up with? Um, it might not necessarily be something from childhood. It might be something from, mm-hmm. I don't know, right? when you're going through college or university that you had this, this teacher that basically you, you tried to explain like a dissertation or something and he just wouldn't have anything, wouldn't want to hear it. And so that's what basically can help you sort of like figure out like what might be going on right now. How might that be related to an event from, um, from not too distant or maybe a little distant from your past? What's the interplay between resilience and self-confidence? How do they play off each other? So self-confidence, I would say that self-confidence is, is having the audacity to take that next step when you might not see the whole staircase. Mm-hmm. And resilience is getting up one time more than you've fallen off the horse. So, you know, it is also about realizing that, hey, I'm, I'm, let's say you've got goal to, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is, it might be to, I want to, um, I, I, I want to fit into that, that, that suit, um, that I wore like five years ago at, at your sister's wedding. And, and you're finding that it's, it's, it's very tight right now. And so your goal <laughs> might just be, hey, it's like, like, that's what I want to do. Resilience is, hey, you, you try one way. Let's say it might be increasing your, your number of steps per day from like 3,000 to 10,000. But then realizing that after a month, you weigh the same. So, and, and the pants fit the same. So, okay, so what do I, what do I need to change? Well, maybe you look at different, different other options that, that are on the table that, that could benefit you for getting to that goal. And so maybe, hey, you know, maybe I need to lift weights uh, twice a week. Um, and then maybe that, that, that won't be enough. But having the resilience is just basically just to kind of keep going. So the self-confidence is kind of like a goal and the resilience is more like the method, how you get to that goal. Yeah, just to basically like if you, if you get knocked down before you get to your goal, mm-hmm. it's just getting back up and say, hey, you know what? Like there must be another way, something that that I can do on top of what I'm doing now, or maybe something I need to switch to continue and get towards that goal. And you and I both know that like setting up a goal and getting there is not linear. It's not a linear process. So yeah, it's, 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 it's your, some weeks things are going really, really well. And then there might be a day or two or a weekend, Super Bowl weekend, um, where like, you know what, like things don't go so well. Wow. And so it's just realizing, giving yourself self-love, saying, hey, you know what? Like a Super Bowl does not make or break, but 
I just need to get back on to what I was doing prior to, to keep this going forward. Mm -hmm. You talk a lot about the inner critic. Um, uh, Three things. What is it? Um, Why do you need to stifle it? And how do you stifle it? Straight out from Archie Bunker. But yeah. Yeah. So the inner critic is that voice that's in your head. That's, That's always sort of like, like chatting. Um, and it's, it's, sometimes it'll be a voice that like, for me, it was, Hey, it's like, you know what? Um, yeah, you need to be a perfectionist cause this isn't good enough. Or it might be the one that, that tells me to, Hey, you know what? Like best avoid this because X or Y is going to happen. And it's just going to, the whole thing's just going to come crashing down. Um, so, so it's that, it's that inner voice that usually is very hypercritical of you. It's that voice that if you were with your best friend and somebody else was in the room and it was actually speaking those words to your best friend, you'd actually step in and say, hold on a second here. That's out of place. You're out of line here. But because it's our own inner critic, we actually like we just think it's normal and we don't stand up to it. That makes sense. Yep. Big time. So how can a uh, man over 40 going through divorce or post-divorce get out of that cage of doubt? And it's almost like the cage of doubt is the cousin of the inner critic. (laughs) They all run together. Because the inner critic will will say things to keep you safe. The, The job of the inner critic is always, as horrible as it might sound, is to keep you safe. So it might say something along the lines of like, hey, it's like, yeah, you know what? You're not good enough. Don't even try. Don't, don't go on that date. You're not good enough. And because your inner critic's really just looking out for your what it believes to be your best interest. So if it makes you believe that you're not good enough and it prevents you from going on that date or starting to date again, then in its head, it's doing its job because it's preventing you from another heartbreak down the line. So what you need to do is you need to, to be aware of when those thoughts come through. And listen, I know, I mean... Science has said that we get anywhere between 50,000 and like 80 or 90,000 thoughts a day. There is no way that you could sit down and write them all out. Yeah. However, when you catch yourself, that's where you get to question the thought. Hey, you know what? Like, I'm not good enough. Huh. Is it true? And the interesting thing that, that you can do is write a list of when you were good enough. Hey, you know what? Like I won that championship or I won that track and field or I won this. And so when the thought of not good enough comes up, then you have a cheat sheet of accomplishments that you can reread that disproves the thought that the inner critic is whispering in your ear. Oh, interesting. So how can that same man over 40 have a transformational journey to positivity? What are some of the general attributes of that? Well, I would say that the first thing is just to realize where you're at and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, there's no, Hey, like I'm better off or I'm worse off. It's just noticing, Hey, this is, this is the lay of the land. And it's almost like, like Google maps, right? It's like you start up Google maps starts off. It shows you where you are. Great. So where I'm at. And then the next thing is like, okay, so where do I want to go? Like what's, what is the, what is the, the, the end outcome that I want? And then is that so big that you might be afraid to actually start taking steps toward there? You know what? If it is great, because it means that that's actually 
that is what you want. And then the next thing is just to break it down in smaller, smaller steps. So it might be, Hey, you know what? Like ideally, like I, I would like to be in a relationship again. Mm-hmm. And you might put that as, as the end goal. We don't have to put dates or anything like that or how many years, but let's just put that as the end goal. And then just like walk it back. It's like, okay, so what would need to happen before I get into that relationship? Okay. Well, I would have to, to date. Okay. And then what would need to happen before that? And then you can kind of like start filling in those, those blanks as to how or, or the steps that you need to do to, to get to that final destination. And then ask yourself, honestly, do I have what it takes to accomplish that step or do I need help? Some of the stuff you'll be able to do on your own. Mm-hmm. Other stuff you might say, Hey, you know what? When it comes to confidence, like, like I tried to practice, I've read the books. I just, I just can't figure it out on my own. Awesome. You know what? Ask somebody that you know, that you see, you feel is very, very confident. Ask them what they do. If that doesn't work, therapy, a coach, mm-hmm. there might be a course that you can take and then just sort of like start filling in. Like, hey, is this something that I can do myself or is this something that I need help with and what are the options? And then that way you actually have like a game plan Interesting. what it is that you want and how to get there. Wow. Let's talk about courage as a lifeline, not just a word. How does that work? Courage. You know what? Courage is <laughs> is having, I want to say courage is is allowing yourself to step forward when you don't necessarily see the, 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 the step okay. is trusting that, you know what, whatever it is that, that comes out of that is, is in your benefit. So I, I recently, um, sent a, a, a note to, um, somebody that I was interested in and just realizing sort of like, like bringing up a couple of things to that person's attention. And it, for me, I could have just like, I fear of rejection is a big thing for me. And so, so I felt that like taking 15, 20 minutes to write something out and send it to this person was also out of self-love for myself because I was creating a boundary. I was telling that person like, Hey, it's like, have you noticed these little things? And I, I'd really like to talk to you about it. And then just throwing that, sending that with love and just seeing what happens. And the person responded back to me within 15 minutes, like, hey, it's like, I can see that you've put a lot of thought into this. Um, can you give me a day uh, to sort of like sit with it and, and respond back? Now, mm-hmm. there's a there's a version of me somewhere that would never have done that. And there's a version of me somewhere that what I did is common. It happens every day. So I just happen to be the person that's sort of like in between both. And that's how you get to build courage because now I can say, Hey, it's like, you know what, when there's something that that is important to me, I know that I can stand up for myself and I can be courageous and ask for what I need. And a lot of times we just basically, um, we have difficulty like after breakups or, or mm-hmm. dating just to basically create those sort of like those, those boundaries. And, um, because we, a lot of us just, we want to be in a relationship. And so it's like, oh, it's like that red flag or, or this or not. It's like, I like just put blinders on, look the other way. And, oh, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's all about it's, courage is it's a concept. It's all these little steps that you take that basically build, build it within you. 
It's almost like courage and self-confidence go hand in hand. Yeah. Because you're taking that next step, almost like stepping out on faith. Actually, it is very much so. And just trusting that, hey, the person that I sent that note to could have told, could have responded back, say, hey, you know what? Like, this is just too much. Mm -hmm. And, And understanding that whatever the outcome of that is, is for my greater good. It is like... Something happens, great, I get rejected immediately, mm-hmm. I get blocked, it's all good. Because at the end of the day, I get to move forward. And that's how you get to see it. Unlimited mindset versus fixed mindset. Unlimited mindset means that in this situation, hey, you know what? I get rejected, yeah, you know what? Then I know that it's not, this person isn't my person. And mm-hmm. I get to keep going. This person comes back and says, hey, you know what? I really need to think about it. Um, give me a day and then we'll have a conversation. Great. I get to put my boundaries and I still get to to move forward. Move on. Dang. So what would a man over 40, how would he tap into his boundless potential? What are some of the ways he could do that? Don't be afraid to sit and take notes and journal. Just and uh, like I'm not saying like 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 write papers and papers and papers on this, but really just sort of like like you wake up in the morning. How are you feeling? You wake up at the you go before going to bed at night. It's like, hey, it's like, what did I accomplish? Like, like what what stood out for me today? And and by doing that, you'll actually be able to see if there are any patterns mm-hmm. anything that you that stand out. Because you might realize, like, on a day to day basis, when you're in it, you might not necessarily sort of like because it's 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 the forest from the trees, right? Yeah. You might be so much entrenched that you can't necessarily see the bigger picture. But hindsight's twenty twenty. A week or two weeks later, you might realize, like, mm, you know what? I think I need there's this 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 thing that seems to be happening, and I think that I need to work on it. So whatever that is, and sometimes it's something as simple as, hey, it's like you know what? I realize what I'm out with um, a specific group of friends mm-hmm. that are not really present. That I'm like I'm I'm more like I'm more on my phone. It's like why is that? Um, and it might say, oh, hey, you know what? Like, I'm afraid to share, to, to maybe have a, a little bit of intimacy with that group because for X or Y reason. And just notice, it's like, okay, so great. So next time I get together with this group, I'm going to be mindful. And maybe what I'm going to do is I'm just going to turn the phone off and just, just put it in, in my pocket. And that way I'll cut down on the temptation. Or if the phone's turned off, when I pull it up, it's like, oh, it's like turning the phone on. It takes a minute or two. So just leave it, just leave it mm-hmm. off. And then just those little reminders that you can, little things that you can do to kind of help yourself along the way. Oh, definitely. And the last question, believe it or not, man, that's a lot of knowledge you just dropped on us. What would you say is the most important thing, quality, part of helping divorced men over 40 uh, with their recovery? The one thing you were stressed out of everything you've talked about, what's that one thing that, that resonates with you? is you're not alone and whatever happened doesn't define or get to define who you will be a week from now, a month from now, or or years down the line. And don't let it define you. That's three things, but we're going to go ahead and, <laughs> and hook up in the one. But, but Yannick, man, thank you very much for, for talking with us. I'm going to, yeah, this is... You made me think about a couple of things and I've been divorced 12 years. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's one thing, if, if you think you might be self-sabotaging, 
there's there's one thing that I'll, I'll recommend. There's the self-sabotage assessment. And I don't know, maybe you can put it in the show notes or, or a link to it in the show yeah. notes mm-hmm. um, where people can do. And it's 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 free. It takes about seven minutes. You'll get the results back in an email. And it might actually give you some clues of some of the things that are in your blind spot. Oh, interesting. Why don't you tell us about where they can find you on the on the Internet and all that good stuff? And I'll have those at, at the show notes also. But go ahead and, and speak on that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm uh, mostly on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name, Yannick Picard. Or you can also find me on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is at the naked coach. No one way. Word. No way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, everybody, we want to thank you for listening and we want to thank uh, Yannick for, for talking with us and we'll have all that information down the bottom of the show notes and go from there. But you guys have a good night. All right. Bye bye.